Do you wish you had reliable whole food plant-based meals that were quick, simple, and actually tasted good? Would you like to find your new favorite healthy drinks, snacks, and desserts that make you smile big? Then you're going to love the Power on Plants cookbook. Inside, you'll find our family's favorite recipes that give us more time, more energy, and more joy every single day. Our clients taste tested these recipes and have given their rave reviews. And then I gathered them all up into one delicious collection just for you. Rich Alfredo sauce, creamy tomato soup, tasty burgers, mouth-watering dressings, nacho cheese sauce, brownie batter hummus, and so many more. You no longer have to choose between healthy and delicious. Grab your cookbook and all the current bonuses at poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook today. That's poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. Hey there, sunshine. Welcome to the Power on Plants podcast. We're your host, Jared and Anita Roussel, and we're absolutely head over heels for whole plant foods and helping you navigate this incredible plant-based journey. That's because our lives have been completely changed by plant-based goodness. We used to struggle every day with excess pounds and low energy, vascular disease, joint pain, and lack of sleep, just to name a few. And even though we're medical professionals, we still weren't getting practical answers that actually worked. So we dug into the research, we started living what we learned, and now we both have our lives back. And that's what we want for you too. The truth is you can do this and it's not hard. You just need a way that will bring real and lasting change. And that path, it has to be simple and enjoyable and it's got to be delicious too. So are you ready to live your life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place because living without limits, that's what Power on Plants is all about. So pull up your chair, grab a matcha latte and let's get started. Hey there, sunshine. We're so glad to have you join us today. Whether you're on a walk or getting ready to go somewhere in your car driving down the road, we always cherish and treasure our time together. We want you to know we're so glad to have you as a part of the Power on Plants family. And today we're talking about one of our very favorite go-to meals, bowls. bowls. We love a good bowl. (laughs) Whether you call it a nourish bowl, a grain bowl, a macro bowl, Whatever you call it, we just call it delicious. So what exactly is a grain bowl? To make this super simple, all you need to do is think about something we talk about all the time, and that is the five foundational foods. If you don't know what those are, we have podcast episodes on those. Go back and listen to it where we go more in depth. But I'm going to give you a little rundown of the five foundational foods. That is fruits, vegetables, whole grains. Nuts and seeds, we lump together in category four, and legumes. Now, I'd like to add a sixth category here, honestly, because it's one of my personal favorite things, so I really believe it deserves its own category, and that is sauces. You know it's true. You're laughing. I am laughing. (laughs) Yes. You would not consider that to be a food group, but around our house, it absolutely is a food group. Because I feel like it's key. You know, so many people, they start eating whole food plant-based, and they feel like they just have to have these little empty, non-satisfying salads with little to no sauce on it, or 
they're using their old habits of drowning it in oil. And that, first of all, it doesn't taste good. Second of all, it's going to clog up your arteries and make you feel like oil, sluggish, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, I think about we've got to have these great tasting sauces on there to bump up the flavor, but we can also use those to bump up the nutrients really easily and get some of these great five foundational foods in. So really, it doesn't need to be its own category, though, because honestly, it can fall into one of the other categories like nuts or seeds, because I add those many times to make our sauces creamy or fruits. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So there's a reason we talk about five foundational foods all the time. And that is because this is such an easy way to remember which foods you need to be eating on a regular basis for optimal health. And that's what we're all about. The simple and most enjoyable way to get the good stuff on your plate, or in this case, into your bowl every (laughs) single day. Are you ready to build a grain bowl? Are you ready, Jane? I'm ready. I've been ready. I am too. You know, we already ate dinner and I'm getting hungry thinking about it. So let's go. Step number one is the foundation. This is the base of your bowl and it's where you put your grain. Now, When you're building a bowl, I don't want you to be afraid to mix things up. In other words, don't eat the same old version every single time. No, you've got to get variety. Absolutely. But of course, you're going to develop some of your favorite go-to meals with bowls. But keep trying new things, too. I mean, there are a ton of choices here when it comes to this foundational grain layer. For example, you could use brown rice or quinoa, polenta, barley, or farro. This is my favorite. Even whole grain pasta. Yeah, even if you've been told, you can't have pasta, don't eat pasta. Eat your pasta and enjoy it. There's a hundred million different ways to enjoy your pasta. Maybe not that many, but it feels like it. So there are a lot of options out there, though. I'm not talking about white wheat pasta. Okay, there are a lot of different ways. Like we love to eat whole grain brown rice pasta. That's one way. Okay, I'm just going to break in here and tell you, I just got laughed at because I'm eating chocolate while I'm taping this episode. (laughs) He's laughing at me because every time I get a moment to stop and breathe, I'm taking a bite of my chocolate. Yeah, dark chocolate. I love it. I'm just saying it's not a part of the grain bowl, but maybe it should be. What do you think? Uh, well, you know, there really are no rules. I mean, <laughs> you no can do bowls. just about anything with a, a grain bowl. Yes. So. so get you a little grater, yeah, grate some chocolate it. on there. I don't know. If you're making more of a sweet bowl. <laughs> now, I will say, um, you know, this is a little aside, of course, but we do most of our bowls as savory bowls. But you yes. can absolutely do sweet bowls. We do <gasps> do a side bowl. Well, I have to say this. Okay, so... What is an example of a sweet bowl that people eat all the time that's less savory? I mean, you can make a savory bowl with this grain, but I'm going to quiz you. Hmm. What's a sweet bowl you eat every morning? Every morning. You Hmm. mean my chocolate and blueberry oatmeal? I might steal some of your chocolate and add that to my... I yeah. mean, it's already got cacao powder in it. But, but you could grate a little of this dark oh, chocolate yeah. on there. I have there. a few little morsels of dark chocolate in there. Oh, my word. Nice balance to the sweetness of the blueberries. But see, I like it. Keep that in mind. We're talking about savory mostly for main meals. But honestly, you could eat regular oats with and put your fruits on there. Get your blueberries. Put some nuts on there. I am getting ahead of myself again. We're at the foundation. But your foundation doesn't just have to be white rice, okay? Get away from the white rice. It's really not healthy for you. They've taken all off the fiber and a lot of the things that keep it from messing you up and the beneficial things that you need. 
Now, you're talking about white rice. Now, I'm a southern Louisiana boy here. Uh, and I'm we, in trouble. No, no, you're not in trouble. I'm actually adding to what you're saying. I grew up on white rice, but now I absolutely love me some brown rice. Mm-hmm. I love the quinoa. I mean, I love all the different grains. So if you grew up on white rice like mm-hmm. I did, there is hope. You can develop a taste for these other grains. Oh, yeah. There's just so many choices. I mean, it should never be boring. Quinoa. How much do you ask yourself how often you eat these grains when I say them? Okay. Brown rice, quinoa, polenta, barley, farro. Okay. That's, that's just scratching the surface. Yeah. I was about to say yeah. the same thing. After I mean, these are just years, the things coming right off my way. mind. But there's, I mean, you got to. We've got black rice. We've got red rice. We've got all different kinds of rice, wild rice. Then you go into... um, It's like spelt. Buckwheat, spelt. I mean, you could just go on and on with this. And we don't have time to do that to you today. I would say for you, but honestly, it might be doing that to you. So we'll just keep going. But I want you to know, think outside the box. Now, we've mentioned that you can do other things besides these grains like oatmeal. Think about that. That's a little different. But what, and we mentioned pasta as well. You know, it's not, we're not talking about just plain white pasta. Don't just look for organic. Look for a whole grain. It should say on there if you're eating a wheat, whole wheat. Or we love Jovial brand rice pasta. If you know how to cook it, it is amazing. If you overcook it, yes, it's mush. It will not be good. But it's a great brand of brown rice pasta. But potatoes, potatoes make an amazing foundation. You could chunk them up into cubes and boil them. You could bake them. You could use just a solid baked potato in the bottom of your bowl. Mix it up and it won't be long till you discover even more of your new favorites. Did you have another one? No, I was going to say that the potato obviously is not a grain, but Mm -hmm. that does fit into our next category. It does. And if you don't have grains, like we said, there are no rules. Grains make an excellent Mm -hmm. base, but you don't always have to have it if maybe you don't have any on hand. Right. So you could use a potato, a veggie, as your actual base for the bowl. But you do want to try to get your grains in there because, honestly, I have to say, I know that many people don't get enough grains. especially people are scared of grains. Well, (laughs) that's true. That's true. (laughs) Absolutely. Carbs. Ah! But (laughs) Yeah, I know. So carbs are the enemy, right? And that's what's... No, carbs are not your enemy. They're your friend. Your body was actually made to run on carbs. Get your grains. They're so good. And if they're missing from your life... Listen, I'll just tell you. Jared grew up on rice, grains. Yeah, it was white rice. He was missing a lot of the good stuff for the most part. But it was still rice. So he transitions over to rice a little better than a potato eater. I'm a big potato eater. I also grew up in the South. But I grew up in... Tennessee, Northwest Georgia as well. And so we always had potatoes on the table. Now I did eat some rice as well, but it's harder for, it was harder for me. It was harder for me to make oh, the switch. It Why you no, it was harder for you because I remember when we first met that you had certain opinions about rice. I, I, I will, still kind of do sometimes. Well, and I, I'm not going to share that. <laughs> but yes, you were not a fan of rice. No, but I have found ways to cook it. That, like I don't like fall apart in your mouth rice. I just don't. No. That's what southern rice usually is. But when you leave the, um, the outer fiber, you leave the germ on there and all those things, and you're, it's chewy. You can make it to where it's chewy and springy. Think of Japanese rice. 
Right. Like if you go out to a Japanese restaurant or a really good Chinese restaurant and you eat that rice and it just springs back when you chew on it, that is the kind of rice I love. And we've learned how to do that. It's not hard in your Instant Pot. It's really simple to do that. So brown rice is can be a game changer. But know that you can get other forms of grain. Don't just think rice when you're thinking grains. Think about all these other things we've talked about today and more. If you get lost, just Google, look up grain, whole grains. It will pull up a ton of them. If you're eating gluten-free, gluten-free whole grains, it will pull up a list of a ton of them. Start checking off, make it a, make it like a bucket list. I'm going to try what 15 new grains or something. Just branch out and have fun because there's so many things out there waiting for you to discover them. Step two, veggies. Now, we kind of got into this with a potato. Just a little. But this one is so simple to get in. You can top your grain with a variety of veggies. Some of our favorites are sweet potato. We love uh, we cooked love, sweet potato. Yeah, sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. And we'll cube it. Cube it up and put it on top of that grain bowl. How about um, things like broccoli, carrots, green beans, cabbage, bell pepper, onions? We love to stir fry those at a time and just maybe even, well... You know, I like my sauces. We got to get the sauce on there, but we don't have to do that yet for the grain bowl. We can just stir fry it, lay it on there because we're going to top it with the sauce. Yes. Um, what if you had some leftover veggies from a stir fry the night before? Oh, perfect, perfect day to make perfect. a grain bowl. I think yeah. if I remember right, we've even done it with leftover veggie from fajitas. Oh, we have. So this game category changer. is wide open. Listen, he just dropped a game changing bomb. Okay. Fajita veg are amazing. And I've shared before, you can make those in the oven instead of standing over the stove, slaving away with a little cast iron skillet. You're going to get a great flavor. It's so much faster. And if you've got those left over them from your easy dinner the night before, how easy would it be to prep the grain in your rice cooker or in your instant pot, pull out and reheat those fajita veg, and you've almost got your grain bowl due on. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's almost done. There's not much to do. And that's what we're all about. You throw a bunch of leafy greens in with whatever you're doing. What if while you're cooking those grains in your Instant Pot, in your rice cooker, you put your leafy greens in with the grains to cook? We do it all the time. Seriously. Now you've already got a huge amount of veg in there. You're never even going to know it's there. It's going to cook down. And especially if you use my little greens tip, you know, my greens tip about kale. Where you freeze your kale, it's already washed, it's already prepped and ready for you. You freeze it in the bag, take it out of the freezer, do not let it thaw, and immediately you start squeezing the stuff. Squeeze it until it makes a powder. It's going to make a powder right there in the bag, or at least break up a whole lot into tiny bite-sized pieces. Dump it straight into your grains, No and it's food done. process required, and if you've had a fairly stressful day, you could even use it to get out a little of your aggression. <laughs> yeah, kind of smash to, that bag. Who needs a neato or a squishy? Crazy, though. Right? Don't you don't need crazy. a neato. You don't need a squishy. <laughs> right? If you've got that uh, frozen kale, you're good to go. But be careful because if there's air in there, you could end up with a mess. <laughs> it might make a mess, and then that's not good. Uh, so. uh, listen, these are the kind of things we love to do on a weekly basis. We're constantly in our membership doing this. If you love to brainstorm and hear these kinds of things and get ideas about how to cook and what to cook. 
Get your name on the Power on Plants wait list to join us inside Power on Plants Society. Go to poweronplants.com forward slash membership and you can put your name on the wait list there. We love doing this kind of thing in there. We love to do it here as well. And that's why we share so much free information for you. But we just don't have the time every week in this little segment of time we have on a podcast to share all the things that we know. And this is what we love to do to brainstorm these things. And this is where you get your change. I want you to just sit there for a minute and just think, okay, you've already learned two steps to making your grain bowl. It's not hard. Think about, is it hard? Is any of this hard? We've shared game-changing strategies already. If you stopped right here and you just started having more grains and more veggies and you found the easy ways to get the veggies in there, like with your frozen kale and your stir fry and your leftover fajita veggies everything's going to start changing because you're going to get more of the foods that will heal your body and give you the energy you need to do all the things that you want to do in this amazing life. And you know, that is what we are all about. So I want to move on to step three now, the legumes. How do you get these things in? Well, this is, we're talking about the peas and the beans here. We love them, and uh, there are so many. I mean, maybe you only what, think about the beans that you eat on a regular basis, just the beans that are unshelled. Do you eat edamame on a regular basis? Do you eat garbanzo beans? Do you eat pintos, cranberry beans? Do you eat lentils? Um, I was thinking lentils, and there eat, are many varieties of lentils yeah. too, French, green. Mm-hmm. Black turtle beans. Do you eat pinto beans, dark red kidney beans, kidney beans? Butter Cannellini, beans, lima navy, beans, black eyed peas. Mm-hmm. There are just <laughs> so many. I mean, we could go on and on again. It's almost endless. And today we had a whole grain brown rice bowl with black eyed peas. But you know what we did? We cooked it all together in the instant pot. You can cook them at the One same step. time. One step. And then you start adding in your frozen kale in there. That's three steps in one. I'm serious. You're dumping three things into the pot. This is not hard. Whole food plant-based living is not hard. It is not a diet. It is not starvation. It is not denying yourself. This is great news. Jared and I always say, you know, this is about living in a way that you absolutely love, that having those flavors that you love. We never feel deprived ever. Don't ever think about this as deprivation. The only way this is going to be a, a way of living that you're going to feel deprived is if you don't learn how to get the foods you love in a way that nourish your body well, if you don't learn how to get the sauces, the things that give it flavor, how to not just boil your veggies, but to take them to the next level with all of these different methods that we teach, because this is how you make it last. It's got to be Are you having fun and getting some helpful tips today? Then please leave mom and dad a review because they love getting to know you more. Friend, we hope you're enjoying this episode as much as we love sharing it with you. It's our prayer that it's inspiring you and filling you with hope. If so, would you stop right now and share this podcast with another woman who's been praying for a health breakthrough? It would be a huge blessing to us if you'd take a few seconds to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts too. And now... Back to the episode. Delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. 
I mean, you can't say it any better than that. Exactly. It's got to be delicious or you're never going to do it over never time. Never going to do it. Never going to do it. And so we want you to do it and we know you can do it. So let's well, make think, it delicious and easy. Three steps in one. Seriously. I think we need to share some of our favorite beans and legumes that we use all the time. I know one of our absolute favorites, garbanzo. I love them. Now, you have to soak them overnight, and you have to cook them on the stove for a very long time. Don't forget, you need to peel the skin off. And and it's just, it's a laborious task. No. no. (laughs) So many times. Now, we do love cooking dried garbanzo beans Mm -hmm. and having them fresh. I mean, there's nothing quite like it, but we do keep some cans of garbanzos on hand. Absolutely. And they're so easy to make. If you want to make them seriously, pop them with some water into your Instant Pot, press start, look up a time to cook them. It is that easy. Really. I mean, if you want to make them flavorful, add some onion, add some garlic. It's just that easy. Now, you can, if you don't, if you think I just don't have time to wait that hour and I want to throw a bowl together now, there's nothing wrong with having some cans of pre-made garbanzos or cook them ahead and freeze them if you prefer to do that. It doesn't matter. Just get your beans. Don't worry about all the little nitty gritty. Just what's easiest for you right now in this moment so that you can get started. And then when you're buying your beans, I want to add this in, read the label, the ingredients label. I'm not talking about the macros, the micros, the calories, read the ingredients label. What's in there? Does it have things you can't pronounce? Does it have salt, a bunch of salt added? You don't need that. You can add it on your own if you're going to eat any at all. And that way you know how much went into it because you wouldn't believe how much goes into these prepackaged foods and you can't even taste it. You don't even know it's there. So it's better if you're going to add any to add it on the top right as you're serving something and then start adding less and less and less because your taste buds adjust and things that didn't taste salty to you two weeks ago, if you ate that same amount after you've been decreasing little by little, it's going to taste salty to you now. You will start to notice it. Yeah. So that's a great tip right there. So what I want you to do is think of how can I get more beans in a grain bowl is the perfect way. Always find a bean to use as your topper. In hours today, we just put the black eyed piece. So now in hours, just the bowl we're walking you through, we've now done the whole grain rice, the black eyed peas and the kale. All right. Step four, nuts and seeds. This is great for adding crunch. We love using them to do this. Sprinkle them on top, roasted or raw. Yes, whatever you like, whatever you want. And some of our favorites have been roasted cashews. Fantastic Mm -hmm. flavor. It's got a great crunch. Sesame seeds. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sometimes we've even done raw sesame seeds. Those are great. I mean, there are a number of different ways. Chia, flax, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds. Think of things you don't normally eat. Chop up some Brazil nuts for crying out loud. Get something different in there. Hazelnuts. But, But this is the thing. You don't have to sprinkle nuts all over it. You want creamy and good sauces. Make cashew creams. It's one of the easiest five-minute sauces there is. In the cookbook, the Power and Plants cookbook, I have for you a bunch of different sauces. I've got an Asian nut butter sauce that you can make. It's absolutely incredible. But this is a great way to get your nuts and seeds and make things creamy and make them taste good without having to put a bunch on the top. If you like that, great. If you don't, then put them in your sauces. To our rice and peas today, I added cashew cream. And I added salsa and I added hot sauce. You know, I added hot sauce because oh, sister, I added some hot sauce you know, I too. love some hot sauce. So, this is what we added to get our nuts and seeds in. We added cashew cream and some salsa, but we could have added any of the other things in addition to make it your own. Step number five fruit. 
how in the world am I going to get fruit on a savory bowl? Well, I'm going to squeeze some citrus all over the top of it. Lime juice, right? Like on the bowl today, we had lime juice would be amazing. What about any kind of citrus? Could you use grapefruit juice, orange juice, lemon juice? Yes, absolutely. Citrus over the top or add it to your sauce. Put some creamy, satisfying avocado on there. It's a savory fruit. Jared read something interesting about that I even read that it's actually technically a berry. I had no idea. So you can get your fruits slash berry on a savory bowl. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Who knew? Did you know it was a berry? Write in and let us know at jared at poweronplants.com. Yeah, let me know. We were so surprised. I mean, there's always something new to learn. We love us some avocado. And you talk about creamy, stick to your ribs, make you feel like you're getting something decadent and fantastic. Avocado does the trick. These are fantastic bowl toppings. What about other fruits? Don't forget the tomato, right? Yes, it is a fruit. That's right. It is a fruit. And like we said, we lean more towards using those savory fruits when we're making a bowl like this. But think about foods that you would enjoy together when you're creating your own masterpiece of a bowl. Step number six, this is a bonus because we've already done the five foundational foods. Step number six is always what I add to the end of the five foundational foods. Really, five foundational foods and bonus for flavor and nutrient boost. Add your herbs and your spices. We poured them on our bowl today. Italian seasoning. We absolutely love that mix. Really, once you get the black eyed peas, the brown rice, the kale, the salsa, the cashew cream, the Italian seasoning, some fresh ground black pepper. Yes, it matters. Get fresh ground. Do yourself a favor. Buy yourself a pepper meal and get some whole grain pepper. You won't believe the flavor difference. You won't believe the flavor difference. And you know what's going in there. And it's just pepper. And I won't say any more about that. (laughs) Just get the peppers. (laughs) It's so good to use the peppercorns. Um, But anyway, that made the best meal. And the reason I loved it is because when I handed it to Jared and he tried it, what did you say? It really just took me back to Southern Louisiana type food. It just, it was so amazingly good. Mm-hmm. Plus the sauce. Now, growing up, we would sometimes use mayo like a sauce and it just, it had that flavor. It had a little bit of the spiciness and I don't know. It, it was good. I had a moment. That's all I know to say. I had a moment. It took you home, right? It took you home. <laughs> it did. I love the food. And you know, food is so important to us because not only does it nourish our bodies well when, when we're getting the right foods, but it's attached to memories. That's one of the reasons it's so very important that you find your new favorites and you don't just start eating what you consider diet foods, right? So if you love chili, you're going to learn how to make whole food plant-based chili, vegan chili, in a way that's going to feed your body well. But back to the bowls. Well, I did want to say one thing that you said it nourishes your body. But honestly, when you have some of those remembrances, it's almost like it nourishes your soul too, your spirit. Mm -hmm. It just takes you back. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's amazing how food, especially good food can do that. Memories. Absolutely. So important. And of course, just like we've talked about, we want to top it with a sauce. What kind of sauces? We talked about cashew cream. We talked about salsa. And of course, you know, Anita talked about hot sauce. Y'all, I'm serious. If you had known me a few years ago, this would crack you up because I was anti-hot sauce. I didn't like it at all. But I learned how healthy peppers are for me. And also learned how often they get sprayed. So I buy organic hot sauce. That's something to look into. But 
It just gives so much flavor to food. You do have to watch hot sauces for additives and things like that. But find your new favorites when it comes to hot sauce. Start trying it. Just one drop, then two drops. And before you know it, you're eating a lot more heat than you could ever tolerate before. And you're actually enjoying it and missing it when it's not there. Hummus is an amazing sauce. Tahini, get some tahini, some sesame seed butter. Add a little lemon juice or lime juice to that and drizzle it over your bowl. There are just so many ways to get your sauces on there. Friend, if you don't know where to start or you just need a few sauces that you know are going to be full of flavor, go right now and grab your copy of the Power on Plants cookbook at poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. And right now, I want to give a shout out to our friend Doreen. She's a faithful listener and she started listening in and has asked us this question about, you know what? I'm new to this and I keep hearing about bowls this and bowls that and I don't know how to build a bowl. What should I put on a bowl? And do you know, we really appreciate her taking the time to ask that question. And that is exactly why we made this podcast for you. Because we know if Doreen has that question, so do you. So thanks, Doreen. It was such a great one. We loved hearing from you. You know, we love getting to know our podcast listeners. So if you're listening in and you have a question, send me an email right now and ask it at Anita at poweronplants.com because you never know. We may create a podcast episode just for you. And that's it for today, Sunshine. You get out there and you make yourself a bowl with these five amazing steps. Get the foundation in there, your grains. Step two, get your veggies in there. Step three, the legumes. Step four, your nuts and seeds. Step five, get some fruit in. And step six, the bonus. You want to boost your nutrients and get your herbs and spices and oh. Don't forget the sauces. And until next time, we hope you have a great week and we'll see you soon on Power on Plants.